Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, guys. Um, Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a way to, you know, donate money to us uh, just for doing what we do if you want to. But there's also perks. A lot of perks, actually. Uh, Jess, you want to run down what we got? Okay, so we have patron-only commentaries that we release basically on a monthly basis. And then with every episode, they get an after-party. A 15-minute little summary, um, a lot less filtered, that me and Andrew just kind of go off the rails after every podcast. Do you get that? For just $1 per episode, you guys could hear the after-parties. Isn't that great, Andrew? That is excellent. And the commentaries are for $5 uh, patrons, I Yes, believe. those are for $5 patrons. And then once you get up in the upper numbers, you guys can pick what shows we do. It's pretty interesting. So maybe you should join us. Andrew, why don't you tell us who's on our Patreon right now? Let's see, we got There's Stephanie There's a lot of names. Uh, I'm Eagleman. just going to run it. I'm, I'm running run through it, it here. Uh, 
Max Lunig, Benjamin Lehrer, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Colin McLeod, Fire of September, Sam Bergman, Mina Moniri, <laughs> pardon me, Moniri. Monica, Monica Thoreau, and Brent Black, who is actually, he's appeared on our show, so that's funny. <laughs> Never heard of him. They give us a little extra <laughs> financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks, come join us over at Patreon. There's a link in our podcast description. All right, Andrew, are you ready to start this show? I am now. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Well, let's see. I've just got to confess a few things. Um, I killed Paul Allen. Uh, I killed I killed all the girls, uh, the the prostitutes. Um, I I there's blood all over the walls. I put the bodies in Paul Allen's apartment, and um, uh, I, I think that's I think that's it. <laughs> you couldn't have done that. I just had dinner with Paul Allen. What? You idiot. You moron. You fucking no, cuck, that's, Patrick that's not, that's not possible. <laughs> uh, Paul Allen is uh, soaking. <laughs> I forget the line. What? what let's talk about American Psycho. This thing's garbage. <laughs> He's not bearing the lead. Tell us what you really think, Andrew. I hated this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You bought it all. Psycho is a musical with music and lyrics by Duncan Sheik and a book by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. It is based on the controversial 1991 novel American Psycho, American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis, which also inspired a 2000 film of the same name starring Christian Bale. Set in Manhattan during the Wall Street boom of the late 1980s, American Psycho is about the daily life of Patrick Bateman, a wealthy young investment banker who is also a serial killer. Waka waka! The musical received its world premiere at London's Al- Almedia Theatre in 2013, directed by Rupert Gould, and starring Doctor Who actor Matt Smith. Fun fact, he's not a very good actor! A Broadway production began at preview performances on March 24th of 2016 at the Gerard Schoenfield Theatre, directed by Gould and starring Benjamin Walker as Patrick Bateman. On 26th of May 2016, a closing date of June 5th, 2016, was announced for the Broadway production after 27 previews and 54 regular performances. Holy shit! How long did it last? Um, 54 performances, basically. Um, and how long do they usually last? (laughs) At least 100, unless you're Carrie, which closes, like, in two weeks. So this is close to the level of Carrie. It's close, but... I think it's like perpetuating a rumor that horror musicals don't work on Broadway, which is not true. 
I think it's not it's not that horror doesn't work on Broadway, it's that this show doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew, what do you think of American Psycho the musical? Um well I have already said I I, I don't think it's very good. Um But you have wh- a connection we... to the source material. Well, so here's the thing. In that history you gave, I think you said that this is based on the book, American Psycho. I would strongly disagree. This is very heavily based on the movie um, that came out of the book. Would you, would you right. disagree with that? Uh, I don't have much love for the book or the movie. I don't dislike either of them, but I watched the movie once. I was like, oh, I get that. And then I never thought about it ever again. I've actually, I, I usually watch the movie maybe once every two years. I think it's really good, in my opinion, of course. Um, but I, I will really say like that, that it is one of those pop culture things where even though I haven't watched it, I have like been made aware of things from it, like Huey Lewis and the news and all that. So you may not have noticed as much as I did, but this musical, it, basically every dialogue scene is just direct dialogue taken from the movie, like no changes whatsoever. I mean, was that just the movie was a good update? adaptation of the book so by that nature it would have just had direct dialogue from the movie well here's the thing it's in it's in the wrong order they take the scenes from the movie and they put them into whatever order they want there there is a scene from the end of the movie uh happening at the beginning of this show like it's it's just all out of whack um payoffs that happen near the end of the movie will happen halfway into act one uh, and they use dialogue from, uh, scenes to introduce characters that the dialogue is not supposed to introduce. <laughs> it's all fucked. Like, it's just like they watch the movie and they're like, oh, write that down, write that down. And then they just put it into a scrambler and just put it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a word randomizer, but it's like a scene randomizer. Yeah, but I think what it is, is I think... They wanted to be more close to the book. Now, I, I'm not, I haven't read the book, so I don't actually know that for certain. Andrew's not literate. I'm not literate. I've never read something before. Um, but they did change Paul Allen's name to Paul Owen, which is his name in the book. And I think some of the scenes that they rearranged is more accurately reflecting of how it is written in the book. I don't know why they did that, though, is the real question, because everything else is from the movie. So, I don't know. Let me talk about a little bit of my experience with this. The first time I ever heard about this musical was, I it had to be in, like, mid-2013. And I remember seeing, like, an ad for a Kickstarter, and Duncan Sheik is trying to raise money for an American Psycho musical. And I really liked Duncan Sheik's other musical, um, Spring Awakening. I thought that was it's a, a little it hasn't aged well, but I liked it at the time So I was like, oh that that feels like it should work and then that cast album with Matt Smith came out And I'm like this does not work. This does not work at all <laughs> What did y'all do? I f- the thing is I feel like the story is well suited for a musical. I think it could really work It's like a character oh. study of this strange person and, and maybe if they had done it in like a like, almost like a Sweeney Todd-type fashion, it totally could have worked. Um, okay, who would you have gotten to do the music? You have some experience with Broadway composers. Out of all of them, what kind of feel would you go for for this movie? Or this musical? I, I, I don't know about an actual composer themselves, but maybe get an actual pop composer to do this. It's clear 
with some of the music choices that they were trying to imitate that kind of uh, 80s new wave synth wave style that is in the movie um, American Psycho. So maybe get a composer who is familiar with that style and can actually write a song in that style with a catchy hey, melody. Hey, hey, hey. Or Fun anything. fact, Duncan Sheik, um, he started as a pop composer. Well, then I don't know what the fuck happened then, because <laughs> they fucked up. None of the songs in this, none of the original songs in this have a, a melody that is catchy, which you'd expect in a pop song is, is the weird thing. The only songs that are really like immediately memorable are the songs that you've already heard before, because they use a bunch of actual pop songs in this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what are you talking about? I could hum so many songs from this show. Yeah, you could hum like one. I already heard you're not you're gonna do it again, but I've already heard it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they are very droning and they're not impressive sounding, so to say. Like that's kind of the thing, is like I'm sure some of the melodies you could remember if you listen to it like over and over, but like, it's just, a they're all droning and boring, and that is not at all, like, well, the most memorable song from the movie is what, Hip to be Square, right? Or or maybe it's the studio? Uh, yes. One of those two. And both of those are, like, bombastic, immediately in-your-earworm kind of thing, you know? None of the mm -hmm. songs, in, in original songs in this are like that at all. They're all just, like, droning, boring, like, turn this off, please. <laughs> I've got a question for you, um, just because I don't quite, I don't know the film as well as you do. Um, do you feel like they tried to make Patrick Bateman a lot more likable in the musical than he was in the film, or at least relatable? I don't think, I don't think so. In fact, I think the one thing that they did do pretty well is I think Bateman is kind of the same. I think they they captured him pretty well. I don't know, like the the addition of his secretary, and I don't remember her from the film, but she her is in the being film. like. She is? Yes, she she is in the film. Is she the one that makes him come to his senses and be like, I need to turn myself in? Yes, she is. There's a scene okay. where she comes over to his house and she he's going to kill her with a nail gun. Okay, thank you. Yep, that shows you how well I remember the film. I just remember being like, huh. I, well, I don't know. Um, I feel like the actor, um, Benjamin Walker, does a very good job playing Patrick Bateman. He feels sincere, but also terrifying. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he does a very good job, and honestly, uh, like, he he is up there with uh, the original movie performance, which is probably the best part of that movie, so, you know, I, I think he did a great job. I have no complaints with that. All, what about the staging all of it all together, and the way it looks? The staging, it looks pretty good. Uh, I like the rear projection that they're doing in the, um, uh, oh, what am I trying to say? They they have they do a lot of stuff with lights in the background, which I thought was really neat. Um, you know you remember what I'm talking about? They they project like Ronald Reagan at one point. They do like yeah. those sex the sex doodles, uh, <laughs> which is weird, but I like it. I appreciate it. Sex doodles <laughs> sounds like a snack I might get at like Walgreens. Yes, but in, in the movie, he actually has a notebook full of doodles that are like graphic and fucked up. And it's, I like that they project that behind him during that scene. It's, it's good. Um, that type of stuff, I think they did really well. Um, it's more just the songs and how the story is told that I think they just drop the ball really hard. <laughs> uh, now, what would you have done to change it? 
Like, what would... Because I've heard a lot of... Even in the bootleg that I sent you, like, the audience is into it. They, they're they loving it. Um, I guess. So what are we missing, I, I think, is more the question. Because a lot of people did like this. It's become a cult classic. I think when you see it live, it might be easier to appreciate it because you're, like, in... There's, like, energy in the air and stuff like that. But just, like, listening to it... You know, you can tell that it's subpar, I would say. <laughs> as far as what I would change, I think the songs just need to be redone. I, I don't think there's even any song I would keep, to be honest with you. Um, I, I can't think of one that I would keep. I think all of them are just not good. <laughs> I like Not a Common Man until... I like it a lot better in the Broadway run. In the On the cast album, and this might be the worst cast album to, like, comparison to the actual live staging, because... Believe it or not, the cast album is worse than what was put on stage. Which is funny because worse. when you record something, you get multiple takes and you can perfect it and you'd think it would be better. <laughs> well, they recorded it before it hit Broadway, so it was kind of like they're still figuring it out. Why would they do that? Wouldn't you want to get a Broadway cast recording? Isn't that more impressive? I mean, they had the guy from Doctor Who, so... Oh, big celebrity. Big celebrity, man. He can't even do an accent. <laughs> he doesn't know how to make an R sound. Oh, God. Every it's called pleasure. American Psycho. He is a door. <laughs> I am needed. So much more. It's called American Psycho. Can you at least get someone who can do an American accent? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I was really worried about this podcast because I feel like I don't have much to say about the show. I was mostly just bored by it. I mean, I gotta be honest, when I was watching it, that was kind of my impression as well. But the more I kind of sat with it and thought about it, the more I kind of hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even hate it as the thing. I just kind of am indifferent. It's like, yeah, this probably didn't deserve to be on a Broadway stage, but whatever. I think I'm more connected to the movie and I can see the potential better because of that. And it, it kind of makes me angry how much was wasted. Because you know that there's never going to be another American Psycho musical. This was the one chance. I don't chance. know. There's like nine wild party musicals. <laughs> when something fails this bad, though, like, <laughs> they're not going to make another one. Okay, let's <laughs> imagine ourselves 10, 15 years down the road. And they do like a little revival where they rewrite a bunch of songs, a lot like how they did carry the musical. Do you think it could have potential to grow and be something better? Only if they're actually willing to, like really go in and rewrite the songs <laughs> um i'm not even the songs need to be rewritten i just think they need to be reorchestrated and made to be like actual broadway songs reorchestrated um honestly and given a plot relevance because i feel like that's the main thing that doesn't get you invested in the songs they have no connection to the plot really they just kind of stop the plot yeah well yeah and and that's that's kind of it's weird. I don't know. With certain songs, I can see that being making sense. Like, whenever they bring in a pop song, it's like, okay, well, that should probably stop the plot. But whenever they do, like, an actual song, like, there's a song in here that is literally just explaining that it's Christmas time. It's like, oh, Rent okay. has nine of those. Yeah, well, Rent is not what you need to be striving to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we really need... There is no Act 1 closer song. Like, that that's the amount of plot relevance the songs are given. 
Act one, the closing song is fucking Huey Lewis. It is hip to be square. It's not even them singing it either. It's just a recording. <laughs> I mean, the act one closer is more the blood effect. To be fair, yes. to defend the show a little bit. Yes, it's the effect. But then why even do a musical? Just make it a play. <laughs> I think it would. I honestly, do you want to know what I think the biggest problem with the show is? What do you have? Go for it. I think that it's too. It being two acts is the worst thing. If it could have been a really concise, coherent one act show, but it just drones on for so fucking long because they need to push it to be two acts. So I watched this with my girlfriend. Okay. What? And yes, and we had watched. We we've watched the movie not that long ago, and she kept asking, "Where is Paul Allen? When does he kill Paul Allen?" Because Paul Allen dies pretty early in the movie. <laughs> so that's it's Jared like, Leto, right? Yes, yes. That's Jared Leto's character. He dies relatively early in the movie, uh, I would say. He dies at yeah, the I end agree. of Act 1 in this. <laughs> Can I say this has the same like structural refiguring as the Frozen musical, where they have to do a bunch of gymnastics to get fucking Let It Go to be the Act 1 closer? That's yeah, the equivalent it's kind of that. like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we have, that's the big scene, that's the, the one everyone knows, that has to close Act 1. But in the story, it doesn't close Act 1. <laughs> well, actually, yes, it kind of does. In the actual movie, it probably does in close a three Act 1. Act, in a three-act story, But it's a three-act story, not a, not a two-act story. Which is also means that there's a lot of subplots that get resolved early to have something happen in Act 1. Um... There's the, uh, the, uh, homosexual character, right? And they have right. the part where he goes in the bathroom to strangle him, uh, and, and the character thinks he's coming on to him, of course. Uh, that doesn't Patrick happen Bateman until- Patrick goes into gay panic. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I mean, Patrick Bateman's a fucking crazy person who only cares about image, and it's the 1980s, so it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, but that happens in the movie- near the end, like, during Act 3. Th it happens in the musical, like, maybe, what, 30 minutes in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they barely even had time to set up that it was a thing before they just did it. <laughs> and the thing is, it gives you no reason why Patrick doesn't just kill him at that point. Exactly! Because he just it, like, it, oh, you point, keep on living! At that point in the movie... He was having a lot of, like, doubts, and he he wasn't really sure what was real anymore, and he was going crazy, so that happening was him, he was just like, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. But in, in this, it's like, he hadn't even killed anybody yet. Uh, we didn't even see that happen yet. Why didn't he just murder this person? <laughs> like, does he really give a shit that he's coming on to him? Like, does that, like, really? <laughs> and if so, that's more offensive, in my opinion. It's it's stupid. Um, it's all fucked up because they had to have that act one closer. They've rearranged the whole story because of that. It doesn't work. I agree. You know what they should have ended act one on? What's that? The classic line. The one line that sticks with me every time I think about American Psycho. It's when he just turns to one of the prostitutes he's bought for a night and says, Don't just look at her ass, eat it! <laughs> Okay, let's be real, though. That scene is awesome in the movie. 
scene's fucking ridiculous in the movie. When he's like looking in the mirror, like pointing at himself, that is like the best part. <laughs> I have oh never hated Christian Bale more than in that scene, and I once saw him yell at a DP for doing something stupid. I mean, yeah, he's he's supposed to be pretty hateable in that scene. I think his performance in the movie is really good. Say what you want about him, but his performance is excellent. <laughs> I only say that because I haven't seen him go to that area ever again. I'm glad he didn't just become the guy that acts crazy in movies. No, he, he really hasn't done that role. I mean, he ever he's again. a really good actor, honestly. I think he, he plays a lot of varying roles. He, I, I haven't seen him repeat too much. Yeah, I loved him when he played John Connor in everyone's favorite Terminator movie, Terminator Salvation, directed that is by my... Mick G. Um, well, what about my favorite Terminator movie, Terminator Genesis, starring Amelia Clark? <laughs> How do you know this? Is that did you just make that up? No, she's in it. She plays Sarah Connor. <laughs> oh my God! How did you know that? Because well, I feel sorry. bad for Amelia. My Clark. favorite. My favorite Terminator movie, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> Wasn't there like an animated series or something very ill-fitting for those stories? Dude, they should have just stopped at T2. <laughs> Hold on. How about my favorite Terminator movie, T2 The Ride in 4D? Oh, dude, I've been on that. That shit is sick. <laughs> <laughs> that ride is actually really good. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. I think they got rid of it, though. Yeah, sadly. It is such a cool ride, though. Was. Was. And I think that James Cameron even directed it, too. I wouldn't doubt it. He's got nothing better to do. Uh, he's gonna make 27 <laughs> Avatar movies. That's not gonna happen. They're never coming out. I've seen pictures of him on the set. I don't know what he's doing or whose money he's wasted, but something's going on. <laughs> Dude, what, how long has it been since Avatar came out? Is anyone even going to care? <laughs> <laughs> this December, it will be 10 when years. When was the last time you heard someone, like, actually come out and be like, Oh, remember that part in, like, Avatar where, like, that thing happened? That was sick, dude. <laughs> like, does anyone give a shit about Avatar at all? <laughs> Hey, Andrew, why don't we do a Mitchell announcement? Wow, that sounds like a really great idea after you just lost connection and we had to restart recording again. It's only been an hour since we last talked to each other. This feels natural. This is a very natural transition. Let's go into a Mitchell. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got to show at you. Oh, man, I love doing that. Oh, if you love it so much, why don't you take the lead? Sure. Um, why don't we just uh, let you know that if you want to donate to us on Patreon, you're going to get access to after show stuff. You're going to get access to commentaries. I don't even know. There's other stuff, too. I don't, I don't even remember. We got so much shit on there. Like, it's hard to keep up. You should join. Um, like our current patrons, like Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lehrer, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, uh, Jess Lightning, The Best Jess, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Cal McLeod, Fire September, Sam Berkman, Mina Moniri, Monica Thoreau, and Brent Black, who all give us a little extra support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. And you know what? We need lights. 
big thank you to everybody who's donating. You guys have already helped buy new equipment for us, have already helped keep us on track. Uh, I'm gonna give you each a kiss. We're gonna be here all day if you do that. There's only 21 of them. Shh. <laughs> I love each and every one of you, and you all get a little kiss from me. Big thank you. Uh, and make sure you check out our newest commentary, which I believe should be up soon. It's gonna be Jekyll and Hyde, so I know that much. It's Jekyll and Hyde, so it should already- it probably already is up, but if it's not already up, it will be up very soon. I'm a little sad we haven't brought up that this is a Halloween episode. Well, the next one's the real Halloween episode. Well, no, the next two are the real Halloween episodes. I kinda did all horror this month, in case you haven't seen. Yeah. We did it! <laughs> yeah! Alright, let's get back to the show, you fuckers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The streets are humming. I can feel what's coming. I say, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You see me gliding, but there's something hiding in the shadow, shadow, shadow. I may be dealing with a name feeling uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh But everyone keeps saying that I look amazing So I don't know, don't know, don't know I want it all The next transaction, come on So what did you think of the opening number selling out? Um, well, here, here's a running theme with a lot of the songs is, uh I don't remember a huge amount about them. In fact, I remember more about the choreography than I do That's about strange. the songs. That's strange. We never talk about choreography on this show. No, we don't. Because um, neither of us are dancers. 
Neither of us I are can't dancers. imagine what I- Wait, I have seen Andrew dance. Yes, you have. I was- <laughs> You are a Freddy Krueger. No, no. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street no. 2 mask. No, Friday the 13th part Friday 2. Friday the 13th part 2 mask. And he was doing, I think it was Just Dance? Yes. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, Andrew used to be cool, and now he's just fucking lame. I did used to be cool. You, you play the bass? What the fuck are you? This is the lamest part of a band. Yeah, we don't have a guitar. But whatever. Alright. Well, I'm, I'm curious as to what you think about this song, because honestly, I don't have a strong opinion about any... Uh, most of the songs. I have a strong opinion about a few songs. But not, not most of them. I mean, not most of them for me, but I only remember this visually, because he walks out in his tidy whities and he's a big, strong, muscular man, and I'm like... Listening to the audience cheer and being like, yeah, this is this is what American Psycho is about. American Male Psycho. objectification. I mean, he's objectifying himself. He, he's yes. even talking about his own routine and how it's meant to make him stay beautiful. Did you know that spraying um, cologne on your face makes you get old? It makes you look older. It makes your skin dry out. Who cares? Don't you know anything? I get all my fashion tips from Patrick Bateman. Master Bateman. <laughs> oh, no one's ever made that joke before. That was the Beavis and Butthead promotion for uh, for a film I that Mike Judge directed about like the pharmaceutical industry starring Jason Bateman, and they're like, hey, Master Bateman. <laughs> yeah. So someone has made that joke before. Yes, Beavis and Butthead specifically. Yeah, I think that um, I actually really like what they did for the choreography of this song. I I can't remember much about it other than it's just another droning song that just kind of goes. He shoots a money gun. Yeah. I mean the the music though. Doesn't matter, he shot a money gun. He did shoot a money gun. Just he's just like fucking Jake Paul. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He's better than Jake Paul cuz at least he didn't sh film his dead people. Actually he did in the movie oh. he does. I guess. He didn't upload it to YouTube, though. No, but he does... The 1980s equivalent to YouTube. He, he does return all the tapes to a video store, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's all from the movie. This show's great. <laughs> what do you think about the song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World? I think this is a great song. Oh, yeah, song this is a really good song. <laughs> really good song. Uh, Tears, Tears for Fears really is... Outdoing themselves. This is better than Mad World from Donnie Darko. <laughs> Nothing is better than Mad World. You take that back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> why is this in the? Why is this in here? This isn't even in the movie. Because everyone really does want to rule, especially Patrick and, Bateman. And they have the secretary character sing it, which is fitting. Maybe it doesn't make sense. <laughs> When this, Does this when, mean the secretary wants to rule the world? She's singing probably about Patrick Bateman, saying that he wants to rule the world. But he, Patrick Bateman isn't everybody. He literally says he's not a common man. So why would he be like everyone he, else who wants to rule well, the world? The, I mean, he, him and all the people around him are kind of the same person. So on the outside, anyways. Yeah. You know what else about the people around them? Around him? Okay, I fucking hate this song. I know about what you're about to say. Fuck this song. Oh, baby, baby. You're such a card. You make 
This is probably the the most like upbeat and catchy song that's in the entire thing, and it's in the most inappropriate part of the entire story. <laughs> Describe to me what happens in the song Cards. When I agree, it is like the catchiest song in the show. I can still sing it. I think I've listened to the album twice and watched the show once. Okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, you probably wouldn't actually understand what's happening in the show because they actually don't explain it very well at all. Um, but what happens in the scene in the movie is they're handing out business cards and everyone is comparing their business cards. And the funny part... It's like comparing dicks. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And Patrick Bateman gets very upset when someone's business card is nicer than his. But the funny thing is, all in the movie, all the business cards look exactly the same. And they're all talking about how different and, oh, I did this, I did this. But it's like, they're all just white business cards that look exactly the same. Um, <laughs> Eggshell white. In the musical, you can't see any of the cards. <laughs> they don't show they don't any, of the, any of the business cards. They don't even cards. put them on the screens or anything. They have a projector, a rear projector, that they were showing footage of Ronald Reagan on. You can project a still image of a business card. What the fuck? <laughs> if you hadn't seen the movie, you'd probably be watching this and you're like, what? so they shared business cards, okay. Um, like, and then they started singing about them. Uh, so, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like, oh, baby, baby, oh, you're such a cod. It also, also, the fact that this is, like, the catchiest, most upbeat song, in, in the scene that Patrick Bateman is getting really, like, tense about something so trivial, it's, it's such a bad choice. I, I just... This this is the part where I was like, oh, this is not going to be good, is it? Like, this is not going to be good at all. <laughs> kind of like lost hope once this scene happened. Uh, not a good song. Uh, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> so you're telling me that this song isn't very good. That is exactly what I am saying. Uh, I think you're just being a snob and you really don't understand true quality. I think you just don't like it because it's contemporary music, Andrew. I think that you just hate contemporary music in musical theater. Wow, you're so right. You are so correct. I, you've never said something more poignant. And <laughs> <laughs> just what did you think of cards? I, I went on my rant. What did you think? I think the staging is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Why the fuck are they dancing? Flip, <laughs> flipping over tables and shit like what the fuck? There is one cool part where they're on the tables and they like hold themselves up in the air, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> but like, why is it happening in the middle of this? <laughs> There's also Patrick Bateman. Everyone remembers the card scene from the movie and they have to make a big deal out of it. You know that. I, I do know that, but maybe have it be an intense scene and have a tense song and maybe give Patrick Bateman like a soliloquy or something like that to go with it to explain how he's feeling about everything and maybe show us the business cards so the scene makes any fucking sense if you haven't seen the movie already <laughs> I mean or read the book you know some people like reading Honestly, I don't know if you would make if it would make sense if you've read the book because I don't know if there's an equivalent scene in the book 
I don't know. I think like formatting humor could be done very well in a novel. I suppose, but I think it's pretty clear they did this scene because of its impact in the movie, though. And they, Hell yeah. they do it line for line up until the song starts, so I don't know. You don't get the jealous. The thing is, it would be fine if it was like this fun scene, but the main thing about that scene is that they're jealous of this one guy who brings in these amazing cards. And you don't get jealous, you get like these guys in awe. Well, yeah, and this you don't is... understand the jealousy until after the song ends and Patrick's like, oh, I fucking hate him or stab him. Yeah, and, and it's also kind of awkward with Patrick Bateman like standing off to the side to like, he's standing off on his own like, oh, he's jealous and everyone else is like okay with it. But then he just randomly does dance moves too. So it's like, uh, okay, is, I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> Look at history, open the books. There are statues with great looks. There are gods, there are kings. I'm pretty sure I'm the same thing. Beyond boundaries, beyond rules. I've been taught in the best schools. But there is little I won't do. Is the same thing true of you? I am needing so much more. Every pleasure is a void. Alright, can we talk about Not a Common Man? Uh, what, what, we're gonna skip In the Air tonight? The classic original song <laughs> written for the... <laughs> written especially for American Psycho the Musical. Oh, <laughs> uh, baffling choices. I don't understand it. They should have put more work into this. Either way, Not a Common Man. Oh, yeah. Um... They were really promoting this like it was the I Dream to Dream of this musical. It probably is the best song in it. Yeah, I, I, that that that's not saying much, but yeah. It, it really isn't saying almost anything at all, but, I mean, it's the song I, I, that has the most impact. Yeah, it's weird that, like, <laughs> Patrick Bateman doesn't even have a normal I Want song in this show. No, I mean, if anything, you could say that the I Want song in this show is Gene singing Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I mean... <laughs> there, you could have written that yourself, Duncan Sheik. Oh my god. Take the general concept of that statement and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, you're the one that wants to talk about Not a Common Man so badly. What, what is, what is it you like about this? I don't even know if I like this song. It is just a song that they shoved down everyone's throats the most when that album first came out. Then now it's like all I think of when I think of this song. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I wasn't really, well, I mean, I was around technically, but I, I didn't pay attention to any of the promotional or anything like that for this show. So... I have no idea. All I know is this song is the only one that has, like, any real introspection or plot relevance whatsoever. Yeah, but what does he say in it? What is the point of it? It's he just, has yeah, his it's, prostitutes it's... in his house and he's just like, Hey, I'm not normal. I'm weird. You're a whore. I'm better than you. I know. It's like, it's so fucking bizarre. I... I don't know. <laughs> this is That's the best this has to offer, Is a is a song that's... Almost meaningful. <laughs> Almost 
a musical theater song. It's almost there, guys. <laughs> almost did it. <laughs> you were so close and then you tripped. You tripped and fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, I just, I want to mention Mistletoe Alert real quick because I just want to say they wrote an entire song just to sing about that it's a Christmas party. Like, really? <laughs> You mean to tell me you don't love um, Christmas Bells from Rent? No, I don't. <laughs> I think I've been pretty clear about that. <laughs> no, you love Rent. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rent is the greatest musical you've ever seen. Um, you know what? On an objective level, you might be right. But you're not. <laughs> How dare you! All right, let's. I mean, we got to mention the uh, great Act One closer written specifically for this musical, "Hip to Be Square." <laughs> they don't even. They don't even sing it. At least the other ones, they at least sang. No, they don't even. <laughs> so every other pop song that comes on, there's someone on the stage singing it. Like in the air tonight, there is people on the stage singing it. Uh, everybody wants to rule the world. One of the characters is, is actually on the stage singing it. "Hip to Be Square." They just play the song. I mean, how can you make Huey Lewis and the News any better? I feel like Patrick Bateman appreciates that choice. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I understand it, and I actually like the choice, but why not take Hip to Be Square as the background piece and weave in an original song with it? Do Like, something creative, like a bold choice that, you know... What? How dare you? Do something. <laughs> Put any effort in whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, you're, 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 oh, you're getting me. <laughs> oh, God. You're, you're a fucking madman. Literally, the Act One closer is them just poorly recreating the fucking scene from the movie. That That's all it is. That's, that is the only thing they do. You know what? As you describe this scene where Patrick Bateman's just like violently singing hip to be square while axing this guy to death, that actually sounds pretty, pretty cool. It would have at least been something. And also, like, there should have been more of a setup to it. And he could have, like, saying about, like, oh, is he conflicted about it or is he just straight up, I'm going to kill this guy and I don't care? Like, something, just literally anything to just give us. Fucking a musical song. <laughs> a song that belongs in a musical. God damn it. <laughs> or at least a song that our actors are allowed to sing and yeah, like actually be... scream out and have an emotion during. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's the main thing. They're not allowed to emote through their songs. Yeah, every song is like it's like they told the actors like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna sing this, but like try not to if you can. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> It's all so droning and fucking. Uh, it's not literally I monotone, but so much more. Every pleasure is a bore. Uh, I am something. So I think then. Pretty girl, do you wanna dance? Do you wanna get lucky? Well, this is your chance. The drinks are on me. Can I be frank? I'm doing quite well in my investment bank What do you do? What do you do for a living? No, don't answer that. I don't care. I'm just kidding You can ignore my friends Kicking off Act 2, Killing Spree. I don't remember the song whatsoever, uh, but the imagery... I don't remember him killing really anyone, does he? 
Well, he has the pile of bodies. He does kill people in this. Okay, I guess. I mean, this is kind of, uh, it's like this musical's, uh, Joanna or whatever, where... Where he just murders a fucking bunch of people? Yeah. I like the imagery of him, like, laying on all the bodies, but I, I literally can't remember anything about this song. <laughs> and I, 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 like, so I don't know. Best song ever, 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Probably the best thing to come from this whole musical is just some of the staging choices are, are cool. Wow, what what a paragon of like resolve Andrew is. And I'm I'm just I'm I'm giving I'm throwing them a bone here. I'm giving them all the compliments I can. This is how I feel. Am I someone he could of Gene's song A Girl Before. I remember this sticking with me quite a bit. I, I really liked, like, oh, finally we get a little bit a little bit of what she's got to think, aside from, like, everybody wants to rule the world. I think the stuff with Gene is the best stuff in the whole thing. I agree, and I'm story not even wise. sure if it's because of Jennifer Diamano's performance or the actual story. Because she is just doing the usual, like, girl, uh, scorned, I don't know if he loves me bullshit. Yeah, but I think I think it's just she she's the only character that feels like she has any clear drive. I guess. Yes, I I completely <laughs> agree with that. Holy shit, you you fucking cracked the code. Like Patrick Bateman just feels like he doesn't even know what he wants. You know, he probably doesn't. He's a crazy person. In the movie, it's pretty obvious what he wants. He wants to murder everyone he meets. But in this, they don't really get that across, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we had a song about how much he just wants to kill people? I would have loved Instead that of song. Songs about him killing people, if that I, makes sense. I would have loved that song. I I guess you could argue that that song is not a common man, but it's really not. <laughs> no, because he's. I, we need it direct, like. The thing about an I Want song is you want it direct, specific, and interesting. None of these songs are specific. They're all a bunch of pop songs shoved into a musical. Even the ones that aren't pop songs feel like pop songs. Not specific and, like, vague bullshit. God, this musical makes me angry. Wait a second. I'm having deja vu here. Are we talking about Jekyll and Hyde or American Psycho? <laughs> are they not are they not the same thing <laughs> they kind of are now that i'm actually thinking about it it's a, a horror property that's relatively popular with a bunch of vague songs that are basically just pop songs thrown in written by a pop singer that has no right to be on a broadway stage yeah the i guess the only real difference is jekyll and hyde was successful <laughs> Hey, do you think this show would be good if it had David Hasselhoff as Patrick Bateman? No. I actually think he would have killed that role. Yeah, he would have killed it, all right. <laughs> ah, I think all these songs are actually in his range. There's not much range required. I, I would be surprised if these songs hit more than five notes. 
They're droning enough, like he might actually be able to sound good singing these. Am I just a version of the end of days? Am I just an effect of a modern phase? Am I just the end point of the grand parade? Should we be afraid? Maybe you've been Maybe you've been killed. Either way means nothing. I simply don't exist. Look at what's been end song it feels very hymnal and very churchy and that's this is not an exit i have no idea what the fuck the lyrics mean but it does feel like for the first time in the entire show a melody is coming about and like a re a purpose for the orchestration is here yeah no i do remember the ending song being like a decent closer if i were to guess that it is this is not an exit is that there is no out for him like in the in the movie he he just wants to be punished for all of his horrific crimes and the world doesn't let him so that would be my assumption as to what the lyrics mean though i can't remember any of the lyrics sticking out to me they're very general in the same way that all the rest of the musical has very general lyrics um but i like the idea of like i don't have an easy way out this is not an exit those words itself are very well reflective of what he's going through the rest of the song itself Musically, it fits the end of the show, but the lyrics are so vague. There's just, there, I think what really makes me mad about this, like, because Jekyll and Hyde is like, okay, that's bad, but I wasn't, like, really mad about that, because honestly, I don't think it had that much potential. There, <laughs> there is so much in this that could have been great, and it's all squandered. All of it. They just fucking ruined it. I, <laughs> I I don't know. Fuck it. Do you think that this would be good if, like, Tim Minchin had taken over? It could have been much better, at the very least. Or even, like, uh, Jason Robert Brown. I think Jason Robert Brown could have actually delivered oh, this he, musical he, pretty well. I bet you he would have done a fantastic job. He lives that life. Um, He basically yeah. is Patrick Bateman. Literally so many interesting concepts and such a a interesting character study and none of it is portrayed through song in a musical it it's it's just baffling <laughs> i just i we should write an angry letter to the producers <laughs> composer and actors of this show not the actors to let them the know actors we will not job. accept this the actors did a good job with what they were given they yeah, should have stood up for the material and said, we will not sing these words as written. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're, I'm angry. <laughs> we're, we're gonna... The actors, too. We're throwing everybody under the bus. Fuck everybody. We should burn <laughs> down Broadway because they let this on there. <laughs> have you seen the, like, album cover? Because I think the album cover is really good. <laughs> Dude, I, when I saw the album cover, I was like, oh, man. It looks like they understand the material. That's... I think it's going to be good. <laughs> I, 
I love that album cover. I hate what it contains. I didn't know anything at all about this show before I watched it. And honestly, I expected it to be decent. And it wasn't. And that's why I'm upset. And I don't think I have anything left to say other than just random rambling rants. So I think we should just cut it here. <laughs> no, we're going to keep random r- ranting until this... Until we get our apology from Duncan Sheik and all the producers involved. We're waiting. And I think that all the, all the Kickstarter do- donators deserve all their money back as well. This is bad and you should feel bad. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that upset, but all right. I'm down for it. <laughs> I am that upset. And you know what else makes me upset? What's that? Not giving love to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon, <laughs> who bring us tons of money and just, kindness just and support on, every month. Like a switch. I love them all so much, and they all include Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lehrer, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Casty, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Cal McLeod, Fire September, Sam Bergman, Mina Moniri, Monica Thoreau, and Brent Black. You all are wonderful, and I love you all, and I'd give you each a hug and some tickles if I was around you in person. All right, you want to give uh, overall thoughts and a cheese rating? Yeah, that's my line, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. How about you start? Absolutely. You always start. I will start. Um, overall thoughts is... Uh, do yourself a favor this Halloween, and if you haven't seen American Cycle the Musical... Uh, watch American Cycle the movie and then never even think about this musical a single time. Uh, it, it, it's bad. It's, it's straight up not a good musical. Like, it would have been better if they had just cut any aspect of it being a musical and just made it a play. And that honestly would have been a better choice than what they had done with the songs. Um, I don't like it. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I hate it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm very attached to the movie, and I think that's pretty obvious, so that's that's really why I'm so upset, because Jess, Jess is just bored by this, I think. <laughs> as far as a, as far Honestly. as a, yeah, as far as a cheese rating, I'm gonna give it a bag of moldy fucking cheese. <laughs> that's, that's all I can give this thing. <clears throat> so, I find this show offensive in a lot of ways, that the fact that it feels so lazy, and the fact that it kind of got fast-tracked to Broadway and all that. And I think that a lot of creatives, a lot of people involved, had some great ideas going into it, both the characterization of Patrick Bateman, the design of the stage, the lighting, and the orchestrations. I just wish that the story and the music had been represented in the same equal way. It really is... It's a lot of times where I get more angry at something that had so much potential and then failing so badly than I do at the absolute garbage. Yeah, because when you see absolute garbage, it's like, there's nothing they could have done with that. I mean, like, when when you see Spider-Man the musical, you're not going to be that upset about it. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, it was bad, but, like, I can't really be that pissed. Other than that, people got injured, of course, but, like, not at the actual show. It's like, because that's going to be bad no matter what. This could have been good. <laughs> So do you want to know what my cheese rating is? Sure, what do you got? Um, my cheese rating is Puel cheese. It is made exclusively at Serbia's 
Zasavakia Special Nature Reserve, located 30 miles outside of Belgrade. At roughly $576 a pound, it is the most expensive cheese. Therefore, it is not a common cheese. Ugh. <laughs> All right, he, de he definitely did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it! <laughs> uh, what are you, what are Five tickets for Joker, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to die, please. <laughs> All right. I don't want to see the movie and end up a corpse. I yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, it did happen with Dark Knight, so I guess. <laughs> that guy claimed he was a Joker. He dyed his hair and everything. That guy was fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be to shoot up a movie theater. <laughs> well, obviously, they're more common than you think. They're not common men, Jess. I mean, considering how many have happened in the last ten years, they're more common than we all thought. Alright, on that happy note, uh, let's... Thank you guys for listening to our <laughs> podcast. We love you all. Um, please, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at Musicals with Cheese. If you could please leave us some more reviews. We really, really want to hit 200 reviews by this time next year. And so far, y'all aren't stepping up to the plate. And it's really hurting our feelings. I'm about to cry myself to sleep tonight so why don't you just give us some love and tell your friends or your family or your brother or your mother or the not common men in your life to go review us on itunes also follow us on twitter at cheesy musicals our patreon is musicals with cheese but we've promoted that enough our instagram is musicals with cheese our youtube page is musicals with cheese our email is musical theater lives at gmail.com our title card was created by the fabulous, the kind, the wonderful Jolene Casco. Send her some love over at Instagram, at Jolene Casco. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this shit on up? Um, go watch American Psycho the movie, that's all I can say. Alright, goodbye everyone. Good night everybody. I am not a common man! <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 